What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fully Charged Podcast, episode four. Today is Saturday. Uh, we are ready to talk big business. Starting off with Call of Duty, a uh, big change that I think everyone's been anticipating. Uh, Warzone loadouts reverted to original. Thank God. I don't know why on earth they ever changed this. It ruined the pacing of Warzone, but finally, you can pick up your loadout as soon as you have 10 grand. You no longer have to wait for the second circle to close, which is, honestly, it's made gameplay so much more enjoyable, and it really, one of the factors that I really thought of as to why they were doing this was, all right, you're selling all these blueprints, you're selling all these, like, camos and everything else in the COD store. Yep. You can't use them if you're only a Warzone player until the second loadout. Yeah, which is just fucking whack at that point. Granted, noob friendly, me a noob. I love that. Was noob friendly? Like, cause like, uh, like Apex, like you, the worst thing in the world. You're sitting there with your fucking wingman in Mozambique, and you get pushed, and dude's got like purple armor on, and purple you're armor, like, okay, gold R three hundred one, because he got lucky on a drop, and you're like, Literally. damn it. But honestly, no, it, it makes sense. And and the thing is too is like. It, it's gotten pretty balanced, I feel like, to the point where, you know, like, even if you have, like, a blue pickup and your buddy's got his loadout, is there a bit of an advantage? Yeah, but, like, you can... It, game IQ, you can disgusting. come through with it. Exactly. You can, you can pull out ahead. So, definitely a needed change. And I don't know why, again, I don't know why they did that. That was just, like, obnoxious. Because I noticed that, too. I picked it back up during Krampus, which hot take... Nobody likes Krampus. I looked out, I think, because every time I ran into him, there was multiple players around. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would just be trying to plank the player who Krampus was on. And then if I dropped him, I'd be like, all right. That was a hardcore, hardcore strap for yeah. a while. And it was really effective. <laughs> but, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, all right, I need my, I need my ram and my sniper. Because I don't normally go for it. Because sometimes, I don't know, I guess, like, I, I get, I don't know. I think I'm shitty, so I get nervous. Like, uh, I can't go for the loadout. I like spend like five minutes looking after it, like with my sniper. I'm like, right, <laughs> is anybody coming? Uh, okay, maybe we're safe. The storm starts coming, and I'm like, all right, all right. I gotta get it out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I stick with the ram, which I don't know even know if that's still meta. But I fucking love the ram. See, the coolest things are there's some outliers right now, like the Bren, absolutely disgusting. It's a Vanguard weapon. Um, the MP40, absolutely disgusting Vanguard weapon. But for the most part, it's a really you can use a lot of what you want. Like I've been. I know I'm really late to the party, apologies, but I've been trying to level up my Carnar AK from Modern Warfare because I never bought that game. Because again, as I've said multiple times, hated it. Um, Sick game though, sorry. <laughs> I love it, I love it. But I'm, uh, you can use really whatever you want, and it's really, it's a very, it's a pretty balanced meta with some outliers that they'll probably adjust mm-hmm. somewhere in the near future. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into the next topic of how much of a near future do they have because of... <laughs> A, is the Warzone anti-cheat working is something that's been going around the Warzone subreddit, as well as um, some content creators have put out some videos about it. You know what cracks me up, too? And, like, they, I hate it. They kind of made a fool of themselves because they literally sent out that Instagram post, like, cheaters beware. Like, yeah, dude, the we're tracking on you. And then the anti-cheat didn't work when they first released it. Now it's still not working. They're, oh, it has man. flopped so hard. Um, it's been like, I think the anti-cheat released oh. when the game released. And like, <laughs> hold up, pause, because I got to jump ahead. We'll, we'll loop it back. Go but back, Ryan, <laughs> you know how you were saying that the 2021 championship chain, you can't sell it? 
Yeah. I'm on my open seat right now. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten offers on my my that chain right now. Holy shit. So what we're talking about right now is <laughs> this is supposed to be coming ahead, but I, I guess we're I'm gonna, gonna we're gonna it. skip ahead. This is crazy. So hundred thieves released basically an NFT. It is an NFT because you have to make a wallet to claim it and it's actually passed at this point. Apologies. But they released an NFT and it was a replica of the gold chain that Nade Shop purchased for the LCS team. Um, from winning their first championship and putting 100 Thieves on the map. And they sent it out to all their fans. And he was like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is a little appreciation for the fans. Um, it's not for resale. They literally said that. <laughs> you can't do these things. Um, this is just for the fans. But apparently Zach has 10 offers, which is kind of nuts. Yeah, I literally, I mean, nothing. And it was free. Nothing <laughs> crazy. My highest offer is 11 bucks. But like, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's $11 pure profit. Yeah, that's I'm fucking gonna, insane. I, I'm going to keep it and see if somebody's just like, Fuck! I need one. No, like, wait for wait for a hundred thieves to win like the next two championships, in a row. dude. You know what? That's crazy. And uh, we're getting way ahead, but I, I think we should just because I got I thought wrong. But like, it's literally going to be like a sports card. Like, if you got a fucking rookie Tom Brady card, because let's say they win the championship or something this year, people are going to be like, or like in five years or whatever, and people will be like, "Oh, you got the twenty twenty one championship and Holy shit, Like, give me that. Like, oh, like let me see that. Like, dude." <laughs> Fun fact. That's crazy. Fun fact. The COD, um, the CDL League team, New York Subliners, made their own NFTs, and they're literally player cards <laughs> for their like team, yeah. as well as a symbol. And you can buy them and trade them online. So like, I think that's the direction to go. And they got flamed because they got, as we'll get into, they got 3-0'd um, this weekend by the um, uh, Seattle Subliners. Bro. Or Seattle Surge. But like, I think that's the way a lot of this is going. Fucking 9.3 thousand likes on it. That's crazy. Yeah. That's Absolutely crazy. Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, <laughs> I right. want to circle back to the Warzone. Yeah, we'll go back to Warzone. But I just like was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll circle back. To, so the Warzone anti-cheat, it's been questioned if it's working. Cause that, um, Ricochet anti-cheat has only been in the game for, I think, about month and a half, two months of the max yeah. at this point. And it's already seeing... There's literally Harry Potter shit going on in the game. You can fly cars around and just kind of go, which is absolutely abysmal. The way they were... The Ricochet anti-cheat was a big part of their marketing for Vanguard and why yeah. people should buy it. Yeah. Because they were like, let's come to Warzone and to then, a great thing. And then two months in the game... Cheat makers have figured it out. That's the problem. They were all ball, no shaft, and they were literally just like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, fuck you, cheaters. You're never going to get by this. And then they, you know, every hacker was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Crack the knuckles. Meanwhile, I'm two months later, we got Harry Potter um, Bertha's in the game flying around in the sky. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. No. It's absolutely absurd what's <laughs> going on now. And the same reason with how Warzone might be dying is because Warzone 2 has been confirmed for 2023. And it's next specifically, year. yeah. But specifically, they're talking about in a lot of really big and what have been asked for upgrades for console, which I don't understand why they can't include currently because, as we've mentioned a few times, I'm very Destiny 2 biased. But Destiny mm -hmm. 2, as soon as Xbox Series X and PS5 launched, 
I think three weeks later after they launch and were in people's hands, they were like, here's a patch. You can play multiplayer at 120 frames per second. Here's your FOV slider. It's going to go up to 120 FOV from 80, which is massive on cost. Let me tell you. Absolutely. But Warzone was like, no. Yeah. And Destiny 2 is still available on the old gen series. Which is fire. Warzone 2 is not going to be. Or or at least that's what the rumor is. That's what it looks like. It looks like it's only going to be. And my my nerve, too, is like what we were kind of discussing is I'm nervous that like this is going to be it for Call of Duty on. I mean. I don't know if they, like pulling such a move would be so ballsy. I don't know if it would so much work, but I mean, Activision itself released, and this is what's sketchy to me is they were saying, "Yeah, uh, Call of Duty will be available on both platforms for 2023." But like, w- like why? Why do you even need to mention that? Are you worried that like going forward, it's only going to be Xbox? I don't know. I think that's strictly a. I hope so. That it's only like a thing. To I mean, be you, like, you don't gotta worry. You got a fucking Xbox. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't. I'm struggling out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's strictly a thing where it's like, all right, cool for everyone who's worried about this because the console wars again are now in full fledged. They're going at it. Yeah. It's crazy. Which we'll is, get into yeah, that, we'll get that, a, little into that a little bit later on. But I think they were trying to just be like, hey, everyone, just relax a little bit. We might have to, <laughs> yo, talk about the kickoff classic. But I'm, uh, we're gonna get into the kickoff classic right now. Um, so what happened for that? It was the first Warzone event of the 2022 season, which I was really, really excited for. Um, Zach's a bit newer to the CDL. He's been watching competitive COD for a little bit, but I'm the one who's big into it, and I watched, I think, almost every single tournament, and I was. <laughs> wrong for a lot of them if you go back and listen to a lot of our posts what they what happened was absolutely insane and makes me so excited for the future of uh, CDL 2022 it looks like it's the most competitive league so far so for those of you who have not watched it Toronto Ultra which was a very top team last year I think they were second um, as far as points goes faced Seattle Surge which is a brand new team it's got two full-fledged rookies who are disgusting along with Mac, who is a second or third year CDL pro, and Accuracy, who's been around for a while. And Accuracy has essentially taken that squad and molded them into absolute demons, and they made the finals in their first ever LAN appearance, which was absolutely crazy. They beat some absolutely notable teams. like They beat Atlanta FaZe, who was the top dogs last year, um, they won three out of five major championships along with the actual champs event. And they beat them pretty handily. And then they beat NYSO, who has the absolute goat of Call of Duty that is Crim6 and Clayster, who are the winningest duo in Call of Duty history. Their average placement is top two. And then they have Hydra, who's been touted as the French phenom last year was his rookie year, and he's disgusting. And yeah. Neptune was also pretty disgusting. And they beat them really easily. Dude, I was I was trying to hold, I, was, <laughs> I was trying to make it through for the whole cast, and I was like, Zach had to pee really bad. Sorry for I was that, like, guys. Uh, <laughs> you know what? This is this just isn't gonna work. I got to get it out of the way now. I got <laughs> back to the kickoff classic. It had some absolute upsets. My team, LA Thieves, came out gunning, and they beat Optic, which was my favorite win of the entire tournament. Um, 
Octane was a demon on Snipes. It was really nice to see those back in competitive Call of Duty. Hell yeah! After a year hiatus, that's my favorite piece of, of that. Like I, I love seeing it's so much fun because the snipers like that's some real skill right that's there. Such I mean, an element, absolutely. Like headshots and shit count a lot for when you're you know using an AR, but just the precision needed to oh my god go off, especially against people who understand that there's going to be a sniper. I have to watch X, Y, and Z. Well, like, it's so cool to see. Octane was a demon. They beat Optic 3-1 to in that series, and they arguably really should have beat Toronto Ultra, in my opinion. They choked a couple of times where they should have won and should have been in the finals. It should have been a Seattle Surge, LA Thieves um, finals, but they choked a bit, and Toronto showed why they are still a top dog because they clutched up hard. I mean, I got to give credit where credit is due. But the big story coming out of that is Atlanta Phase lost in the first round. And then as we'll get into a little... Um, actually, not so later. Yeah, the preseason power rankings. Let's talk have... about. Well, let's talk about uh, that, and let's get into our picks. How we did there? Our picks were they weren't yeah. terrible, but they weren't great. We we hit a few right on the head, which was cool. But um, uh, the biggest one, which I'm surprised, although I was biased off the rip because I took it a few episodes ago, and I was like, I want just like mutineers, fuck it, like I'm taking them. And they ended up winning. And then we kind of thought that would carry over. But the Ravens 3-0 the Mutineers. The Ravens bounced back hardcore after the kickoff classic where they got eliminated in round one. And they looked really, really good. Yeah, I mean, dude, they beat Optic and the Mutineers, which were both, excuse me, I mean, definitely ranked ahead of them coming yeah. into it. They beat Optic? I didn't watch the rest of that series. Damn it. 3-2. <laughs> that was a good That's two. insane. Yeah. Holy crap. Optic looked vulnerable again this year after a yeah, last year of problems. Not looking good for old Texas. No, that's the crazy. The stars and stripes are truly, really dim right now down in Texas. They should be. <laughs> that's crazy because Optic should be an absolute god squad. They have Shotzi, Illy, Dashy, and Skump, the arguable GOAT, which I still think is Crim6. Yeah. But... That should be an absolute god squad, no matter who you put them up against. And they've now lost to LA Thieves and London Royal Ravens. Great. Early in the season. They could bounce back. We're not going to say they yeah. can't because they uh, have a, you know, it's a really good me. coaching staff. But for early bets, that's not looking too great Facts. for them. Let's talk to We hit the nail on the head. I mean, 3-2 was our pick and 3-2 was the result. For our boys in green, Boston Breach versus LAG. They came out on top, which is awesome. We're glad to see them bounce back. That was LA a tough Thieves, series for him. Yeah, LA Thieves is Ryan's numero uno team. Um, and I, I'll back it for my boy. But I do want to see Breach win just being from the Northeast. And we're kind of hoping that they host some sort of event that we can go see. <laughs> it doesn't appear to like that's going to happen this year unless the event in Minnesota falls through, at which point Boston could hope for could host one, which would be sick. And if they do host one, you better bet your boys will be at that event and we will be live recording from there. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're going to try and get player interviews and everything. Oh, yeah. But um, um, that was sick. I think one of the biggest talking points besides the fact that Optic lost again, 0-2, holy shit, is that Paris, the 12th ranked team in the league across players, coaches, and the fans, Took phase to a game five. Uh, to took uh, phase to a match five in um, their series. I thought phase were going to three zero this and come yeah. back strong because last year they lost to Mutineers in the kickoff classic, 
and they came back and went on an 11 game win streak and were absolutely insane. The tiny terrors of Simp and Abizi were in full effect and they were frying on all cylinders. And now they look incredibly vulnerable, which this might age poorly. I don't think it will at this point, but let me tell you, that makes me very excited for LA Thieves versus Face tomorrow. Oh my God, I'm gassed up. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be solid. Okay, so results are in, though, from the Seattle Surge and Toronto Ultra game. We flipped the script. It was 3-2 Surge. We had 3-2 Ultra. Let's go! Surge bounced back! Surge did, indeed. One of the things I was thinking about as we went over this, some of the commentators on the CDL actual broadcast mentioned this as well. Surge, almost all those guys haven't played on land before besides accuracy. Okay. So they're basically all brand new to land. Matt got dropped from NYSL, which was his previous team, before they ever went to land. And yep. Sib and Pred are both rookies. So it's like, okay, cool. They don't know how to react to land as much, and that's like form of their career because they're, they're literal little babies yeah. in the CDL scene. Yeah. Granted, both disgusting. But um, it was said that maybe they'll be even scarier online because that's where they've been thriving recently. And for them to come back and be ultra after they lost in the kickoff classic championship, I think that's a great sign for Seattle surge fans. I think early on, I think they're going to be a top three, if not a top two or one spot in the league for this year. I think they're going to win at least a championship this year. And I'm so excited to see how competitive this league is. Yeah. Yeah, so it it, it is a, a huge sign. And I mean, I think that it's been like pretty indicative of what we've been seeing earlier. Um, so we gave Subliminers uh, a dub uh, against Surge. Uh, Surge 3 0 them. Surge shit on them. Yeah. <laughs> we and were wrong. Apologies. FaZe did fortunately uh, come back from their loss and beat Legion. Granted, I think we that- said they were going to get 3 0 though. We like, did, Legion we did, and that was closer up. than we thought. And honestly, so things are still not looking fantastic for... Uh, <laughs> Our picks are going to get a lot better as the season goes on, yeah. let me tell you. We're probably um, going to be on the money, probably come around major two, guarantee you. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're not exactly 100%. Things aren't looking fantastic for them, but good sign. Um, and then the obviously the gorillas, at least at the time of uh, this this podcast right now, gorillas and uh, subliners are going on. But I gotta say, I think if the gorillas got worked by, I think subliners gonna beat them easily. Easily. I mean, surge three Odom, so I'm not as confident where they stand, but I I still think it's gonna be an easy dub. But a main factor for why I think subliners are gonna beat them is because surge um, gorillas. Their weakness seems to not be respawn. They all seem to slay out and do pretty good in respawn. But their SND, which is a huge part of the series, it's game two and game five. If you can't win an SND, or at least go into a game four. Yep. If you can't win that, you go back to a game five. And that seems to be their weak point. Like, a seam in the kickoff classic dropped the donut. Only yeah. had no kills in the SND <laughs> series. And then Hook again in game five versus the Mutineers dropped the donut. So if they can't get that rolling, I think they're going to be a bottom team, which I honestly would like to scroll into the preseason power rankings, and I would like to adjust these to how we think they're going to go. Running run by us. So currently, um, according to the Dextero.com, I'm just going to read off the rankings, yeah, and then we can it. adjust from there. So Paris Legion is ranked 12th. London Royal, rank, London Royal Ravens is ranked 11th. 
LA Gorillas 10, Florida Mutineers 9, Minnesota Rocker 8, Boston Breach 7, Optic Tested. Texas, I was I was at optic, <laughs> optic testicles. <laughs> <laughs> optic test. I almost did it again. Optic six. Um, New <laughs> York, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> New York five. L A four. Seattle three. Phase two, and then Ultra one. I would think that phase um, is. <laughs> I'm a like. I'm gonna start off with Paris. Paris, okay. I think, is currently being disrespected at twelve. Yes, L A thieves three won them. But they took FaZe to a Game 5. And FaZe was the by far best team in the league last year. I would put Gorillas as 12, to be I'd honest. put Gorillas 12, and I'm going to move um, Paris probably up to... I'd put them up to 9. So I'm going to drop down... Yeah, I'm going to drop right. down Gorillas te- uh, from 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. And then London Royal Ravens, I actually would probably move up... I would definitely move them up above the Mutineers. Yeah, and Rocker at this point, so I'm gonna put Rockers. Yeah, I think they're iffy. I really do. They really. Are. I didn't like them as much last year. They won a major, but I think that was a Cinderella story fluke thing. One hundred percent. They were still nine and twenty three. I think. Yeah, know? they were not nine and twenty three. They had a better record than that, but I think they have some gross players on their team. But I really don't think they'll go as far this year with how competitive the league is. I think London is going to be number eight. I'll run this back from the top. Well, I'm going to put a number yeah, one. Yeah, run through your picks from the top here. All right, so number one for me, Ultra, currently. And then I'm going to put Seattle Surge number two. And previously, FaZe is right there. I'm going to put Surge number two. And I think Optic and uh, Surge could rotate depending yeah. on how Surge gels over time. I think they could flop that. Yeah, my bad. I, uh, 9 and 23 was the Ravens last year. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put it three is probably, might be a little biased, I apologize. I'm going to put my boy Thieves at number three. So I think one, two, three goes Ultra, Surge, Thieves, and then I'm going to put Phase probably at four. Tell me Subliners are five. Subliners, I'm going to put at five. For the moment, um, Breach. I'm thinking about Breach, but Breach is currently at seven and Optic's at six. Actually, yeah, I'm going to flop that. I'm going to put Breach at six. Optic, because of their performances, I'm putting at seven, which, (laughs) honest to God, is unheard of because of how talented they should be. Yeah, but the numbers don't lie right now, man. Yeah, and then I'm going to put London at eight with um, Paris at number nine, and then it's going to go Florida and Gorillas are last. I'm missing a team. Um, oh, you're missing Rocker. Oh, Rocker, I'm going <laughs> to put it. Rocker, I'm putting it 10. Fair. Yeah. I think they're better than both Mutineers and uh, uh, Gorillas. Honestly, yeah. But that's I, how I, I'm feeling that's going to go. I don't really have, I don't have much qualms with that. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty aligned there. Um, just because Mutineers, they, I mean, they did good in that, that kickoff, but mm, right now, I mean the Ravens three and them, so they that's look gross. saying something. So yeah, I, I I'm yeah I'm pretty aligned there. I think at now seeing the games because before we were a little unaligned, but now seeing the games, I'm like yeah, I'm definitely on the same page. I think the biggest shock out of that is definitely the fact that I put Optic Test. Texas with their God Squad, dude. <laughs> number seven, Optic Testies. <laughs> Fuck it, it's Optic Testies. It's Optic Testies. That's gonna be their name. Apologies for all the Optic fans out there. And then somehow, if like Scump, Shotzi, Illy, 
um, and Dashy and Hex and all those boys somehow listen to this. I apologize. <laughs> but I'm going to put them at seven right now because for whatever reason, they are not clicking. They should be. They have one of the best coaching staffs on the in the league. And they have the best like player caliber, in my opinion, on paper in the league on that team. For me to like basically comfortably put them at seven is absurd. Yeah. But I think we can move on from that and put in the LCS standings and predictions. Now some of these Well we, we Yeah. Some of these games have happened. Um do you got the reports on those? Uh yeah. So that's what I was that's what I was getting into with our picks earlier. So all those are in. The only one that's still up in the air is the Gorillas and Subliners one. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. So far, we have seven points. Um, we could be doing a bit better. I'm not worried about it. I think, uh, I, honestly, I mean, bottom line, the kickoff was just very misleading. <laughs> like, Cinderella stories there. With the Mutineers specifically, um, FaZe kind of seemed to prove their... FaZe might actually be incredibly vulnerable this year. Yeah, I'm putting they, them at four, which is kind of generous. <laughs> they kind of almost confirmed what we saw in and i hate this shit but like they kind of confirmed what we saw in the kickoff yeah maybe they'll bounce back because they're still disgusting breach i want to see breach play a better team because i don't think gorillas they've had they had some decent competition in the kickoff but i feel like the gorillas in the regular season is not going to like really be like oh wow they three two the gorillas that's kind of iffy. but even at that fact they only three two the gorillas that's yeah which scares me quite a bit but i'm still rooting for him <laughs> uh so we'll see um what goes on there i had to take a a quick little video <laughs> of all the offers on this damn thing dude. that's crazy i can't believe that's but <laughs> it's been a day since he claimed that i would like to let everyone know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right smokes g8 that's I'm not nervous for it because I'm excited seen, for it. I like it. We've already seen like the we talked um earlier about the fact that Draza, my boy on LA Thieves, he kind of abused the one way smoke glitch versus their series in op, uh, Ultra where he like threw down a smoke at his feet and you can one way see the other player if you're close enough through the smoke and he got the dub in that round that way. Thieves still lost the series so it didn't really matter. But smokes have since been GA'd, but snipers have not been mm -hmm. GA'd, which is the best news I have ever heard in my life. And I got to see them in action during the first few matches I watched, and I'm so happy snipers. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I think like I get it. Like it's a one to kill, I get it. But going back, like you're at a professional level. You know where the alleys are that people are gonna be sniping. And if somebody's just nasty at quick scoping, well, Honestly, I, I think that's just more power to them because quickscoping is not an easy thing to do. And it's even harder in this game because the quickscoping, like the animation, even if you so check slow. out it ABS uh, as far as you can, so it's slow. so slow. I think so if anything, slow. they'll start GAing attachments on snipers like they did in the Modern Warfare 2019. I, I hope they don't because I, I think uh, a baseline sniper, even though it's a one-hit kill, that animation is slower than I I want to say scope. anything that I've seen in Call of Duty before. I you think that is the slowest scope. sniper animation on the history. Oh, yeah. So I think, I hope they don't GA the attachments. Excuse me, that might be where they're going. Fingers crossed they, they let it rock. But, because I still think it's fair. It's still a slow, 
I would say. And there's even some maps where you can't run a sniper because it's too close quarters during the SND. So yeah. you just run two automatons and two MP40s. I personally feel like even with attachments, the quick scope on like something like a car car ninety eight, because I think that is the that's fastest. That's what they've been using. That's the fastest snow scoping, uh, <laughs> fastest scoping sniper you can get. But I think even with the attachments on the car ninety eight, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Boo! Uh, but I think <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but I think it's still at most the equivalent to like a baseline Barrett fifty cal in M Dubs too. Yeah, which was once you think once you got the thing going, it was oh my fastest shit. I mean, the bank is so goaded. We we won't go down that road because we already know we'd get so much shit. But, yeah, a lot of heat. but uh, yeah, so we'll see where that goes. But I'm excited. Um, LCS, my personal favorite. All full transparency here. Ryan's the COD guy. I like Call of Duty as a player, but League of Legends is where I love the ranks. That's where I love the league. I've been getting into it. It's very interesting. I encourage all of you to try and figure out what the hell's going on when you watch the matches and try it. It's great. So, um, uh, yeah. So honestly, a pretty crazy. Pretty crazy event things going on. Uh, Evil Geniuses uh, already got the dub here, so Evil Geniuses did beat TSM. Makes sense. I was hoping that they would be able to. TSM would kind of pull something out of their ass. I didn't really think so, but um, it's still Liquid. Players, however, though. Liquid, who will be playing. Um, Hundred Thieves. Yeah, they play them next, right? Yeah, but guess what? Liquid beat Maybe. Evil Geniuses. No, who way. were untouched in the first in the first piece, and that's after EG had a warm up game essentially. Yeah, so the that's fact that nuts. Liquid beat them makes Hundred Thieves look a little bit shaky because I was I honestly thought Hundred Thieves. I was just as a bias, but I was I was like, all right, I think Hundred Thieves can beat Liquid. Seeing that they beat Evil Geniuses, though, that's kind of crazy. That Not makes me. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh wait, that was that was last week, but yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, and then Hundred Thieves played an egg too, right? Hundred Thieves did not play. They played at five thirty. So what is the standings for that? Who they play again? They played uh, CLG. That was supposed to be a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I'm. Why can I not? All right. Hundred Thieves beat CLG. Looks like. Let's go. Oh, they're live right. Oh, the wait. How is this? Oh, is it on? Cent- is it on West Coast time? Because if it's on oh, West I'm Coast time, up. it's tomorrow. Sense. It's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at three thirty p.m. That's when they play. Yeah, but they still have a dub under their belt here. Um, Evil geniuses, FlyQuest. Um, TSM sadly going going down, and then Liquid. Liquid has a, and I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I'm trying to find the F in standings. I was streaming before this, so it is not as easy to find this. St- I will say, for as much as we kind of shit on the CDL, sometimes they don't. No other league has the transparency that the CDL does with their pickums and everything else when they're updated as soon as possible. Yeah, so I'll give like, credit where credit's due. Fair enough. LCS North America. Okay. Wait, is this last? 
effing season. I'm so <laughs> they're saying C9 has 17 wins, uh, one loss. Evil Geniuses has uh, – dude, what is going on? I guess we should, <laughs> should have dove into this a little bit sooner, but the, the things changed, and now here's what I was looking for. Okay, FlyQuest beat COG, uh, so that's indicative of some things. 100 Thieves did beat Liquid. Dope. About time. Dope. Let's go. Uh, Golden Guardians and Cloud9 is live right now, um, so let's check up on that. I think Cloud9 is very much going to handily beat golden guardians yeah uh so golden uh right now what's going on i think there's a better team yeah cloud nine is is six and four but golden guardians have two turrets against cloud nine's one and while cloud nine has the gold advantage it is very slim like ooh, like 600 gold advantage which is that's honestly nothing. nothing like that's, that's not like, even an item so yeah it's like wow yeah, I mean, maybe one person has, it looks like... Um, one person's been going. One person uh, has uh, their their ADC, though. Their ADC is the one with the advantage, which is kind of big, and they just got that, that second turret, so that is pretty huge. Um, so I think, yeah, I think we're pretty... I think we were rock solid on that. Cloud9 is going to come out ahead of Golden Guardians, but the fact that it's this close... Is That's a, a little bit, insane. Yeah, it's a bit of a concern. So that'll be interesting. We'll have to do the full summary <laughs> next oh my week gosh. on the podcast. Sorry, geez, my apologies. But yeah, we'll have to do the, the the full summary when that goes on. But so far, things are falling in the way we want. Except, I really did want to see COG beat FlyQuest. I'm not a FlyQuest fan. I don't know what it is. I'm just not a fan of them. <laughs> in COG, I mean, Counter Logistics has been like fucking around for forever. They've been they've so been a team. I like seeing <laughs> I like seeing the OGs win, which is what's tragic about TSM as well. Uh, I think it's still their academy players, though. Unless I'm wrong, I think they're playing with their academy players for this entire lock-in part. That very well could be, um, but even still, their academy players are academy players for a reason. So if they're getting absolutely shit on. And they don't necessarily deserve to be academy players. Like, when 100 Thieves played TSM and beat them very, very handily, might I add, in their um, first or second match, um, one of TSM's academy players, which is current, who was playing, was a 100 Thieves academy player last year, and he was rated as one of the top talents for the LCS. Yeah. So if he's getting absolutely destroyed by the pro teams, that oh. raises a few questions. And sorry, this just in. This just in. Cloud Nine locked in with the victory. Wow, they got the Baron, and it was over, man. They that pushed was that good. Holy crap, that's awesome. Good for them. Definitely a very well deserved win. Happy to see Cloud Nine hitting that. We were correct. <laughs> so yes, positive lock in there. Um, so yeah, we'll get more into that next week as more things uh, go underway. It's gonna be a great season for all competitive esports. But Apex Legends uh, finally released a new legend. Not finally, they've been they released them that. very consistently. Yeah, um, but new mode, which is cool. Uh, limited That's time right be now. Sick. Limited time right now, but a staple in, in most FPSs. I mean, it's a domination. It's a domination. It's called control technically, but it's basically a dom. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm beating around the bush. But yeah, basically domination, but they launch control, which is going to be pretty cool to see. Um, we'll how see that if it plays out in it. Uh, How that plays especially in Apex Legends, because that's, 
that's a different animal of a br yeah that so shit's crazy. it's gonna be really cool see that's like what i want to see more of personally because i love league of legends and i love i want to see a br with something like a league of legends whereas it's not like oh i'm going to loot but it's more like oh you this loot. is my champion and i'm gonna like you may pick up items maybe but like this is my champion i have these abilities and i'm gonna try and like come ahead it's so much more interesting and interesting, which is one of the reasons i like it's apex. It's, you know exactly and which is why i like apex a lot more than warzone granted i like warzone a lot yeah it has its issues, but I like it quite a bit. But Apex, if I'm going to be in a competitive battle royale setting, I'm going to grind the crap out of Apex, yeah. let me tell you. And and they had LTM modes before that became permanent. I don't know if they'll in- introduce another ranked, but depends on arenas kick day. I love arenas. I don't play battle royale anymore. I play arenas. I think arenas is a blast. Arenas is so much fun. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. And I, I don't know, some of you may be familiar if you're listening, but uh, so that sort of BR tried to evolve, it, it get introduced with something called Spellbreak, which was a um, battle royale that came out. It was on all platforms. I, I actually loved it. I streamed it a little bit on my Twitch, um, but unfortunately it did not take off. Spellbreak is, at, honestly, it's... it's it's pretty much dead. It's abysmal right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, the player count. I'll just look it up for just. I don't even want to. Yeah, uh, last thirty days, uh, two hundred and forty-three players. Oh, it's dead, dead. It's <laughs> dead, dead. But I thought it was such an awesome game. Um, and they have been on the rise, so hopefully that trend continues because I I would like to see that game take off. But it's basically a battle royale where you pick a, a class of wizard you know, earth, whatever, fire, whatever. And then that's your move set. And you go through and play and you just basically, you just upgrade your abilities kind of like league rather than like, Oh, I'm going to pick up these guns and these guns. So I thought it was wicked cool. And I, I think it's like a, such a fun game, but that's what I would like to see more of. And apex, I think does a good job. It's a good blend it. of both a good like blend. a war zone kind of deal where you loot, you do all your stuff yeah. and league where you like, you drop in, you got your legend, and, I, and, and you I, have your abilities, yeah. and you take advantage of them. And I think that's why it's done so well. Um, because I understand for a lot of people, like they're not as interested in, hey, like the the whole that type of deal with the spells and shit like that. I get it. I'm I'm biased towards that stuff. I like that all that shit. It's super cool. But yeah, yeah I knew it. So they also released a new legend, Mad Maggie. She looks Ooh. to be very OP from the start, which yep. happens with most Apex Legends champions. <laughs> yeah, so my determinant factor for that is going to be how much damage does her Flame Pike do. Because, So if you don't know, she has an ability where she basically launches like a flame. Yeah, she shoots a little drill thing that shoots flames as soon as it locks onto something. And it can pierce Gibraltar's bubbles. It can so that, pierce bubbles, uh, rampages, walls, like any, it doesn't matter. It's everything. piercing. And you get damaged behind it. So that borderline, I think that's going to shake up the meta and competitive greatly. Because 100%. that effectively, if you use it right and it does a decent amount of damage, that renders Gibraltar, even if it does a little damage, that renders Gibraltar's bubble reses, which are faster... And, like, you can and, get on... 
like you gives them like immediately like null and void. Yeah, I mean you can. I feel like you can get on the opposite side of it, but still, it makes it like you have to think about that. It's gonna slow down the process. You got to be like, all right, crawl over here because they have a Mad Maggie, and another and gonna shoot it exactly. And another piece that I think is going to be so her ultimate is a is a ball who can it kind of detonates and, and it can explode. It also leaves behind a sort of speed boost. Speed boost. So. But that's the other piece. So depending on where that, depending on the two damages of the ultimate A, and then, and then also the pike that shoots the flames, I think that's going to really shift the meta though. Because like if you have a ball and it moves not at a super fast pace, but again, if if it's dealing damage, then and you get the speed boost, you can push so hard, you can get out of dodge so fast. Exactly. But that's why you're going to be seeing a lot more. I feel like pathfinders, octanes. Um, uh, Lobos, people who can just be like, get I'm the, out. Get yeah, the hell out no, of not for me. So we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how it plays, and it's definitely been out a bit. I don't have the champion yet. We haven't even mentioned her passive, which is basically yeah. walls. So for those of you who don't know and who haven't played yet, if you damage someone, you they're highlighted in red, just like with yeah. uh, Bloodhound's um, scan. As soon as you damage them, and you can see where they go, and yeah. you can track them for, I think it's like two or three seconds. But if you're pushing, you damage them, you go behind cover, and mm-hmm. because she also runs faster with a shotgun, you, lose somebody. you pull out with a Mastiff, they're dead. Because you can see exactly where exactly. they're Exactly, and here is something that I'll talk about, and I think it's a trend that I, I don't like to see, so I'm a little worried. League does do a good job of balancing it. However, I don't like how... For example, that ability is essentially one of Bloodhound's ability. You have to wait to use it. They did the same thing Whereas, with Seer. Exactly. Whereas, okay, now you're basically taking someone's ability. Now it's not as strong because you have to hit them, of course. However, you're taking that ability and making it just a part of their build. Like, yeah, you don't need to wait any time it's a to passive. use it. You don't have just anything you to do. do. So I don't like to see that trend, but I'm confident the They'll find a good balance. Excuse me, jeez. And Respawn's been really responsive with how they've dealt with um, updating and fixing champions to make them more balanced. Like Seer, when he first launched, incredibly overpowered. No one in their right minds mm-hmm. would not use him. He was disgusting. Yep. But like now he's a bit more balanced, and you can rotate between like, all right, cool, I'll choose Bloodhound or I'll choose Seer. And it's just depending way, on how yeah. you want to play. Exactly. But right off the rip, she sounds incredibly overpowered. <laughs> So we'll see how that breaks down, but interesting choice. Interesting choice by them. Um, so now we got to get in the console wars, which we were hoping we were veering away from. But we're not. <laughs> Obviously, you know, Sony had to bounce back and try and counterattack. Unfortunately, they made an iffy choice. Uh, they bought Bungie for $3.6 billion. I wouldn't say iffy. Granted, I'm going to say it looks iffy a little bit right now because they're essentially paying $3.6 billion for one game. Granted, exactly. That's is, the iffy part. Which is Destiny 2. Which Granted, is sick. Destiny 2 is doing some numbers. Mm-hmm. Big numbers, like 70k player count still, which is dope. Exactly, for a game that's been out for a very long time. And they had a million players, I think a week and a half ago, pre-order their new launch that comes out February 22nd, Witch Queen. They had a million players pre-order that thing. Look, that's the thing. They're, they're, they're kind of playing long game because Activision, sure, they got a bunch of games and shit. They got all these Call of Duties coming out. 
However, Bungie makes quality games, and, and they also are releasing a new IP they in have, like 2025. Yeah, they have longevity, because those types of games, you'll sit and you'll play for years. However, though, the fact that Microsoft also bought Bethesda, same kind of vibe, because you have Fallout and Elder Scrolls, which are games you grind, you build up your character, you'll play it for a long time. It had It's a World of Warcraft type of thing. So we'll see how it plays out. I was saying to Ryan, I would love to see... Bungie kind of do what Bethesda does, where they have the futuristic vibe, and then they also have like an, an onset of like an old school medieval type thing. And, and me personally, that's just like my my jive. But to see that would be awesome. So I don't think Bungie's going to do that. Probably because not. All their games have been futuristic. You know, they made the OG Halo games, yeah. which are my favorite of all time, and Halo they're good 2. at that. So it's like stick to what you know. And I think but. that's what they'll do in the future. Halo Two is my favorite Halo of all time. Don't come at me. You're, if you disagree, you're wrong. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I don't think they're gonna. Bungie's specifically going to go with that. I don't but think I that was the move. Think Sony has enough games. They have uh, God of War Ragnarok coming out. Well, oh, that's big. essentially an older. That's essentially yeah. an old time game. Yep. There's no guns. <laughs> yeah, me personally though, like, yeah, they have that. They've got um, they've got that. They have. <laughs> they haven't released the Drake Uncharted in a little bit. Mass Effect fell off a little bit, so I think yeah. this is something they had to do mm-hmm. because they were like prototype. Oh, was that? No, that was. Like, no, I don't think so. I and they have the new. It's a timed exclusive, but they have the remake of the. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game, mm-hmm. which let me tell you, I'm buying a PS5 just for that game. I'm not even going to cap. <laughs> I don't, I'm not waiting a year and a half for it to release on Max. Xbox Series X. I'm playing that day one. I don't care how much money I have to spend. But yeah. I'm very sad that the console wars is still going on because it seemed to die. Every game was like, yeah, cross play. Play. it's sick. Yeah, and we have some I'm nervous that that's not going to continue now. I don't. I think it will strictly because it's become such a mainstay in the scene that if some game, like either whether it be Microsoft or Sony, was like, "Hey, this multiplayer game, that's not going to have crossplay." I think the backlash from that would yeah. would be insane. Yeah, and to your point too, like back in the day, it didn't matter so much because it was the majority. Thing. Like you know, the people who were hardcore were on PC, and then the people who like just casually play with their friends were on either Xbox or PlayStation, whatever your friends had. But now, like the shift has become really like a third, a third, a third, because a lot of people are like, "Hey, this is." hit this is new like i want to get into this it, it can be a career now so Which i'm gonna awesome. go hard i'm gonna get pc you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it up so i think it really has kind of become a, a solid pie chart of, of who's on who and who's on what console right now yeah and they, so it is key it is key you lose a lot of your player base if you don't do this exactly and i think the roar from the other player base of games who of people who would be super excited to play a multiplayer game. i think it's completely okay not completely okay but it's more acceptable if you have like a God of War where it's like, all right, this is a story game. You're not playing from yeah. a player aspect for that exactly. to be a, a complete exclusive. But I don't think if it's a multiplayer game and they release it and they're like, yo, this is only a Sony or a Microsoft game. It's not going to no do well. No one is going to be happy with that. It's not going to do well. I wouldn't be happy if Microsoft did that as an Xbox player. No. I'd be pissed. And uh, I mean, I, I think you read between the lines they're going to, but agreed, I'm not stoked about it. We'll see. 
maybe I'm just like I, I mean I like to think positive, but just the press I've been seeing, I personally think that that's what's that's what's at the end of the tunnel. But hopefully not. I hope I hope you're wrong. So <laughs> lastly but not least, we have big news for the gaming community because we've seen a few other people do it, uh like Kyle Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray. He did um, his little thing with FaZe Clan, same he, thing with Brawny, he had yeah. a thing with FaZe. But um Boston Scott who is a running back from the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you. Um, signed with Dignitas. And not just as a spokesperson or an influencer for them, he is literally on their, basically, I guess you would call He's it. on their Rocket League pro yeah. team as a sub. Yeah, which, sure, sub. But, you know, Put this still in perspective. There. This man is in the 0.52% of players in the world. As a pro athlete. So I think this has nothing but pros for the gaming community. Like Boston Scott, you don't hear his name as much in the football world. But at the same time, this is nothing but huge for the gaming community. Because not only does it validate a lot of the things like, yeah, gamers can look like these guys who are amazing athletes and stuff like that. Because, you know, you hear all this shit. Gamers are like, you know, fat overweight Mountain Dew drinking Doritos <laughs> finger licking people which but, I don't like and that, that, but that whole genre has been getting broken down more and more and, and the fact that this happened is is just more to the point and it's not like the dude is he, is like awful either no I mean, he's not he's he, had regular season, he, had, he had seven touchdowns he did 373 yards not crazy numbers but, but he's, he's a in solid the game. player bro he's in the game he's there you know I think a lot of credit does actually deserve to go to Gordon Hayward because he's, um, and for those of you who know basketball, he's a very good player. He plays for the Charlotte Hornets with my boy Lamella Ball. Used um, to be on. Used to be used on the Celtics. Be guy. He didn't. Zach's a Seas fan. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm actually a Clippers fan, but uh, I, so root, I hate I Zach for, even more. <laughs> I, root for, I root for any Boston team though. But I'm. Yeah, he's he used to back in the day. He still does. He would go on some like ESPN things and defend esports for how it is. He's a big League of Legends guy. He plays competitively. Mm-hmm. That's he, my he's boy. In their, he's in there ranked. <laughs> That's he's in, my boy. He watches the tournaments. He does everything. But like, I think this is even a further step from him yeah. going on air and defending because it's like, yeah, holy shit. Like, one of the pro players is actually also another. Yeah, essentially the, a dual sport athlete. The Bo Jackson. Of he's e-sports. the Bo Jackson of esports. <laughs> <laughs> so super cool to see. I hope more of it happens. And I, more I think it will. Stars. Yeah, I really think it will. More of these guys who, and even if you're a ball player and a two K player, I mean, I feel like a lot of them are going to be like, shit. Why don't I do both? So, huge thing for the gaming community. And it just get... brings more eyes. It brings more attention. brings more stories. bring brings more of a legitimized feel to it, essentially. Yeah. Which I think the world is overlooking because gaming does numbers. And, and it's, it's all about the numbers. big money thing, bro. All and about the numbers. We're going to see gaming hot take. I'm going to put this on record right now. We're going to see okay. gaming on ESPN getting covered and esports in the next... I'd probably say five years. 100%. And I mean, League has been on the Ocho for a little bit. Granted, it's the Ocho, but it was still, they, they used to broadcast late night. You could go on and watch the LCS on the on ESPN. And this is just going to be more so. And, and even when you look at the sponsors they have, like we Mercedes were. Mercedes is sponsoring, I think, uh, FaZe's Rocket League team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and fucking League, they got MasterCard, FTX, Honda, Farmer, like. Red, uh, Red Red Bull, obviously, because they got their of own course. teams in it. 
but like Bud Light, like all these people, you're like, oh damn, like it's it's gonna be huge. So looking forward to seeing that. Um, just a, a big stuff going on, and, and we're excited about it, and we hope you guys are too. So um, that's it from us right now, guys. Thank you, guys, and uh, be sure to tune in next week. Enjoy your night.